Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the NBA Playoff Preview with Adrian Hernandez, only on 11:40 The Bet. Yes, indeed. Here we go, man. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone and everything else. Welcome to the madness that is. The NBA Finals. Finally, we are here. Look, you can smell it. I can smell it in the studio. I can walk outside and go on rainbow right now, and you can smell it throughout Las Vegas. And that smell, by the way, don't be smart. It's not the throw up from the people getting lit on the strip or downtown Vegas. It's that championship odor. That's what I can smell because it's filling the country. Matter of fact, It's filling the world because we started the season with 30 teams and we only got two left here in the NBA finals. And let's be clear, because honesty is my key and I'm never going to lie to y'all and I'm never going to fake the funk. These two teams in this year's NBA finals in particular are two teams that me personally, I very much dislike and I'm not afraid to say it. I'm very much hoping for a historic NBA Finals, because what I'm hoping for is that for the first time in NBA Finals history, we have our first tie. But that's beside the point. And I, you know, it may seem like I'm too hyped in, in these AM hours on this lovely Saturday, if you are listening to us right now on 1140 The Bet Las Vegas. But that's nonsense, because I'm going to say it again. It's the NBA Finals, and you're inside your NBA playoff preview. I Go by the name of Adrian Hernandez, also, of course, one of the hosts of The Playmakers that airs here on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas, Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. And as we start these shows, and as we've started all the shows, I need to remind you, we do this for you. You are the reason for the show, so we want to hear from you. So right now, tap in with us at Adrian Radio 93. That's Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N on Twitter. And the Bet Las Vegas on Twitter. Plus, you can hit me up on Instagram as well at Heavyweight Radio. And we got a big show planned because, you know, what is it again? It's a big show because it's, oh, yeah, the NBA Finals. So it's only right. It's only right that we come correct. And just like, like, honestly, just reminiscing on my good fortune of not only being able to go to the 2015 Eastern Conference Finals, but then being able to go to at least one of the games in the 2015 Finals and one of the games in the 2016 Finals, I need to say this. If you can get anywhere near the Finals, and not even just the NBA Finals, because that could get expensive, and trust me, I totally understand. I still don't know how I did it. Well, I know I did it. I used my Pell Grant from college and didn't spend it on my education. I spent it directly on the tickets and the flight to go see it, and I wouldn't suggest that. I mean, I would, I would, but what I have to say, the politically correct thing to say is don't use your Pell Grant on NBA playoff tickets, but, but I will say whether it's the NBA finals or the NBA playoffs, it's an atmosphere like none other and take it from me. Who's been fortunate enough to go to an NBA playoff game. Well, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's the whole point. The MLB playoffs is what I meant. The college football playoffs, a Super Bowl. And some WrestleManias. I promise you, there is no atmosphere like the NBA playoffs. And hopefully, 
Speaking of good fortune, uh, the good fortune of this city will hopefully provide Las Vegas and everyone living here the opportunity of an NBA team that we can call home. As earlier this week, uh, Thursday night to be exact, before game one in the Adam Silver, you know, what are we going to call it? The uh, Commissioner's State of the Union. Uh, he was asked before game one in that press conference about some of the rumors of Seattle and here in Las Vegas and getting an NBA team. And I believe what year was it? 2024. So two years away. So we'll get into what he said and kind of get some insight on that. That'll be a little later. It's on the docket today as we start a new era here on the NBA Playoff Preview Show. You know, we've done what? Five, six, seven, somewhere around there. You know, we have a little bit of a history now here with the NBA Playoff Preview Show and, and kind of the expectations that you have when you tune in. And now this new era is the era of friendship, like New Day in the WWE, because for the first time, we can now have friends because we got people joining us for a second time in our little show's history. And joining us today is the one and only, he's the lead writer from Sports Illustrated, Howard Beck, one of the best in the business, is here to talk about a lot of things. Specifically, though, is a new story, a new piece that he did. It dropped this Wednesday ahead of the NBA Finals. And... Despite my feelings towards the Warriors and despite my feelings towards this player, it's probably the most entertaining and informative piece ever done on Steph Curry in his entire 13-year 13, 13 career, excuse me. And, like, kind of put that in perspective for a second. When I'm saying that about someone who is reached, you know, this man has reached superstardom, and this piece that's entitled, by the way, if you want to go look it up, from Howard Beck, once again, it's titled One of one is, is simply fantastic and i highly recommend you checking it out we'll get some insight on that piece plus his reaction to game one of the nba finals is boston stole one on the road and once the road team wins in the series it is officially began so uh, we'll talk to him about game one and also of course some of the things he's looking forward to in the series and his reaction to adam silver and everything going on with the rumors about an nba team here in las vegas but not only that it's always good to have one friend, but it's better to have two friends, you know what I'm saying, to get you a little trio, a little squad yourself. So joining us is a friend of the show from ESPN and around the horn and from so many other things. It's Justin Tinsley. He's going to join us to talk about the Warriors and Celtics, and he also, because this was pre-recorded, so I can give you a little bit of insight, he has some crazy Super nuts predictions regarding the off-seasons of some of these Eastern Conference teams. So whether you're listening live on 1140, The Bet Las Vegas, on that Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcast, let's begin the program. And we start with the Warriors. Bruh, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, what's going on? Who, who made these decisions for y'all? Why did y'all do what you did in game one? Matter of fact, nah, 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 let's be fair. I want to start from the beginning of the game. Boston, what are you doing? What type of philosophy? Who in the locker room or the coaching staff was like, look, here's the deal. They got Steph Curry on that team, right? The best shooter of all time. A two-time MVP, three-time champion, zero-time finals MVP, which we'll get to here in a second. Let's leave the greatest shooter of all time completely open. You know what I'm saying? Nobody get within five feet of him. And what happened, Steph Curry went nuclear if you haven't heard by now, set a record in the NBA Finals, six three-pointers in one quarter. He set a record for himself, 21 points in the first quarter. Was a new high in his playoff career for Steph Curry in terms of scoring in a quarter in a game in the playoffs of the NBA Finals. The Warriors ended the first quarter on fuego. They shot 48% from the field, 53% specifically from the three-point line. But here's the thing. Steph goes crazy. The shooting percentages are off the charts. Un unbelievable. Remarkable. The Celtics were still down only four. And I want to focus on the Warriors really quick. And more specifically, I want to focus on Steph Curry. Because if he wins this, he's, he's, ending, he's entering uncharted territory. The team itself, six finals in eight years. We haven't seen that since the 90s with the Bulls. Not even the Spurs have done it. 
The only other team, and it's not a team, it's just one player, to do anything close or more is LeBron James. And so if Steph Curry wins this championship, he ends up with, with, with these dudes like Shaq, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, uh, Hakeem Abdul-Jabbar, like all these dudes, Will Chamberlain, I believe, like the, 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 the room, the access to be allowed to walk into that room is few far in between in NBA history. And he doesn't have a finals MVP. It's kind of strange. And I will get to that in one second. But when it comes to game one specifically, I just told you it was on fuego. It was on fire. 21 points in the first quarter. Explain to me how at home to set the tone when you're the best player on the court unquestioned, despite I know he's had injuries this year. I know this has probably been the toughest and the quote-unquote worst he's been because of the injuries. But to only get 13 points the rest of the game, to in an NBA Finals game, play in a quarter and not have any points like he did in the second quarter, to only have one three-point shot made in the second half is unbelievable. And if we need to put him into these rooms, we need to get real scientific. We need to get a microscope out, and we need to look through some things. Because here's, here's the thing. Steph Curry at home in the NBA Finals without Kevin Durant, that loss on Thursday night was the sixth home game loss in the NBA Finals in Steph Curry's career. Six losses at home in the Finals in a row without Kevin Durant. Do you mean to tell me that if Giannis, that if Kevin Durant, and probably the biggest one who'd get the most crap thrown his way, LeBron James went through some of those performances, we'd be as quiet as we've been six home games in a row. Steph Curry has three championships. I'm going to give that to him. The first championship in 2015, he faced LeBron, and then Kyrie got hurt in overtime of game one. Kevin Love wasn't there. It was LeBron, Matthew Della Vadova, Amon Shumpert, uh, Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson, excuse me, Timothy Mozgov. Like, Timothy Mozgov recently called me to see if I wanted to switch to State Farm Insurance in my car. Like, this is the type of dudes we're talking about. And then the other two championships, you got Kevin Durant, one of the greatest scorers of all time. And without that, the success in the finals, in the biggest moments when the lights are the brightest, has not shown up. This is, you need to pull your team together in a close game where you have the lead, where, where he was on the bench to start the fourth quarter. The Celtics were down by 12 points to start the fourth. He sits on the bench for three minutes, and that lead goes from 12 to 5. He comes in to stop the bleeding, and for the next five minutes of him being on the court at home in a tough game, he didn't score. The entire team didn't score. Boston held the Warriors scoreless for a almost six-minute run in the fourth quarter. In the most important parts, and if we remember last year, in the play-in game versus the Grizzlies and John Morant at home, last home game in Oracle Arena, Steph Curry allowed John Morant and that young Grizzlies team to beat him to not even make the playoffs. The year before that was the worst season in his career. They didn't make the playoffs. Kevin Durant gets hurt. He can't beat the Raptors against Kawhi, who was also hurt. All I'm saying is that some of this and some of this greatness and some of these accolades is looking funny in the light. And I don't want to just throw things his way because I love the dramatics and I love the arguments. To me, it's the best thing about basketball. To me, another thing that kind of threw me off is Draymond Green, who after game one, Went to the locker room, did the post-game press conference, and was talking about, yo, that game we dominated for 41, 42 minutes. Well, guess what? The Celtics dominated the Miami Heat. When you look at the box score, there were only three quarters in that entire series that won seven games that Miami scored more points than the Celtics. That's all it takes is to win 48 minutes. And like I just said to start the show, 
In game one, after the end of the first quarter where Steph Curry scored 21 and went berserk, they were only up by four. At halftime, the Celtics had the lead. So explain to me where Draymond Green gets the 41 and 42 minutes. And by the way, I just, I would just, Draymond, I know you got your podcast and you're running home to do it and Colin Coward's paying you money and you're the age of new media here. New media is the new phrase that they're throwing around with some of these players in the NBA. Draymond, you talking hella spicy, hella spicy. You were dreadful. You had four points. You went two for 12. You went 0 for three from the free throw line, including two terrible bricks that were loud as hell in the fourth quarter. That's how bad you missed. The Celtics the entire time dared you to shoot. And you couldn't be the facilitator that you were because they were leaving you open. They were daring you to shoot. And now for the first time in Warriors history, and it's a serious problem that I want to see what the adjustment is, they had Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala who came back out of nowhere. That's a great gig to just be able to come back to play in the NBA Finals and like play none of the other games. To be honest, I'm not even, I'm not being uh, sarcastic. That's that's lit, okay? But for Andre Iguodala and Draymond to be in the court at the same time, you have two dudes that the best defense in the league in the Celtics can now sag off on. So if Steph Curry wants to do what he's best at and one of the best, the best player in the history of the league in terms of moving without the ball and the damage and the attention that he gets is unquestioned. But he can't do that when there's two dudes on the court who can't hit anything other than bricks, which is a huge problem. And also, since we're we're talking about the Warriors and some of the things that they need to work on, Jordan Poole, too, offensively, these past two series, really, if you check the box score, you look at the game log, they haven't been anything spectacular. And what happened game one is he was attacked on that defensive end, and he was being targeted. And Steph Curry had to, or excuse me, Steve Kerr had to take him out the game. So that's another dude who can score and is also a defensive liability. And now, now comes the the adjustments that Steve Kerr needs to make to see if he can have enough offense on the court and enough defense to take on the Celtics. Because another thing that Draymond mentioned is the three-point shooting of the Celtics. Granted, Al Horford, Derek White, Marcus Smart went 15 for 23 from three. That's a crazy percentage. That may not happen again, but one of the things I want to bring up is, number one, a lot of those shots, especially Al Horford's, Al Horford was wide open for those, and I think he's going to make wide open shots. I ain't crazy. I Steph Curry because he was wide open too, draining them. And number two, even if they don't perform up to that crazy expectation of going somewhat close to 15 for 23, Jason Tatum, their superstar, only had 12 points that game and went three for 17. And at home in your championship run where you're trying to prove that y'all can do it without Kevin Durant, you guys lose? They got problems. And if I'm being dramatic, we'll find out next. Because coming up, my guy Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated joins us. I'm talking. Hold on. Let me just say it all over again. Howard Beck from Sports Illustrated joins us. I told you. I know it's early in the morning. But it's the NBA Finals. We kind of excited over here, all right? It's 11.40, the bet, Las Vegas. Hey, it's 11.40, the bet, Las Vegas. Welcome back to the NBA Playoff Preview. Although we may need the fancy voice guy to change it up to the NBA Finals Preview. Nevertheless, one of the best who covers the NBA. He's a senior writer for Sports Illustrated, co-host of the Crossover Pod, an analyst for Sirius XM NBA Radio. Howard Beck joins us for the second time, so I guess we can add friend of the show, too. Uh, insider Calls, powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Howard, the NBA Finals are here. Game one is in the books. How excited and how are you? <laughs> Glad to be back. Glad to be a friend of the show. Um, <laughs> the first game was, was you know, it, it, it delivered, man. Uh, in a postseason where we have had some duds, some series that never really got untracked, um, some we just general weirdness over the course of the postseason. This one delivered. Uh, I, I I thought uh, it was it was a great game, great atmosphere at Chase Center uh, for the opener Thursday night, and you know obviously a disappointing one for the home crowd. But that was that game gave you a little bit of everything, right? Steph just lighting it up in the first quarter with 21 points and 
um, you know, setting records and then the two teams combining for uh, the the three point record in the finals uh, combined threes, the Celtics with that, that kick in the fourth quarter and just shutting the Warriors down along the way. um, There was, you know, from a, just a pure basketball standpoint or, uh, you know, entertainment standpoint, it was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty enjoyable opener. No, 100%. And before we get into game one, uh, real quick, I want to touch base because you just um, released an article, a huge story uh, on Steph Curry and him being one of one. Uh, first off, phenomenal job. And, you know, in, in the story, you say, yes, he's the greatest shooter of all time, but that sells him short. And even Draymond Green saying, you know, Steph and his ideology has kind of changed the game. And as I'm reading this, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, in totality of everything that Steph brings, not only the shooting, uh, the movement, the impact, the attention that the defense needs to have, in totality, are we truly really going to appreciate Steph Curry when it's all said and done in the history books? It's interesting, and thanks for the kind words on the story, uh, which people can, of course, read uh, at SI.com. Um, in reporting on it, one of the things that kept coming up from others around the Warriors was, listen, yes, Steph is bigger than just you know, being the greatest shooter of all time. Yes, he deserves to be talked about among the all-time greats. But by the way, if people aren't and don't appreciate it yet, just give it a little time because, one, he's not done yet. We're not done yet. And, you know, it, it, it may take some time before people's uh, just understanding of this era of the game and Steph's impact on it evolves to a point where we can say, oh, man, I, you know what? Now, maybe after he's gone, right? I think Draymond is the one who said it to me at one point that, you know, give it another 10 years and we realize, we, we, you know, when people are starting to miss him and they realize there's not another one coming along or there's going to be others coming along who are going to try to do what he did but just can't do it as well, just as when, you know, Michael Jordan left the game and everyone was trying to be Michael but nobody could carry that, nobody could, could approximate it, although Kobe came as close as anyone. And so it's interesting. There are still more chapters to be written for Steph Curry, and that will ultimately perhaps affect how everyone perceives him. But the reason I, I, I set out to write that story, and, and the main premise, of course, was just the idea that because Steph does not look like any of his stars or, or the superstars, the all-time legends who came before, it's hard for people to process his impact on the game, his uh, his place in the in the pantheon, if you will, because he's 6'2". And he does, you know, his, his greatest attribute, though far from his only one, is, is the three-point shooting. But he's also a really great in the mid-range, and he's a great finisher, and he's a great ball handler, and he does all these other things at a very elite level that get overlooked because of his shooting. But, um, yeah, when we talk about the all-time lists, and it's always, you know, there's the goats at the top, Jordan and LeBron and Kareem and whoever else people want to discuss there – then you've got that other uh, group of, of players, you know, the Bill Russells and Will Chamberlain's, all the, the giants of the game, and Shaq and Akeem, and you've got Kobe, Magic, Bird. They're all taller, and they all won with some combination of strength and size, uh, physicality, eye-popping athleticism. Steph doesn't look or play like any of them, and that's why I think people have a hard time processing that he could be, and I think should be, talked about along with those guys. And Howard, this this next question, I have to bring it up because I've talked about it on my show and we actually haven't talked about it. I'm born and raised in Cleveland. So, yes, this question might be a little bit biased. But when you look at Steph, the greatest player in the franchise of the Warriors and its history, he's been a part of the three championships. You is it is it weird that he hasn't won a finals MVP? Is it just kind of weird that he hasn't had that moment in the finals? No, it's not to me. It, it is, it's weird if you want to uh, put it in just like the basic terms of like, hey, the other all-time greats all have this, right? It's rare for somebody to not have it. Um, you know, Kobe won his first three championships alongside Shaq, and Shaq got all three of those MVPs. It wasn't until Kobe led a different team with Pau Gasol and Bynum and those guys and Odom until he got his MVPs. Uh, but there aren't, you know, for the most part, when you talk about the all-time greats, yes, they, if they've won championships – they get finals MVP. Steph just, uh, 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 all the other ways, that, uh, in addition to all the other ways in which his career is, is just really unique, this is unique also. But I don't think it's unique as a negative. You have to look at the context. What was the context? Well, in year one, their first championship, 
the insertion of Andre Iguodala into the starting lineup changed the series. The, the Warriors, everybody seems to have forgotten, were trailing 2-1 to one to the Cavaliers in that series, and Iguodala being inserted into the lineup and being their primary defender against LeBron. LeBron had a dominant series, but not efficiency-wise. He had a dominant series numbers-wise, and he, he certainly kept the Cavaliers in it. Um, and so the the change, the, the, um, the impact that Iguodala made – just had a really big impact also on how people viewed, uh, you know, the course of the series, who was most important in the series, all that stuff. And Steph's numbers in that series were good, but they weren't dominant. He didn't have a dominant finals. And so that happens. Iguodala gets seven votes. LeBron James got four votes. I was one of the LeBron voters. Um, and Thank you for that, Howard, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean – I, I I stand by it. I mean, I have, I have absolutely no qualms that didn't at the time and don't now. I think you know, if, if Finals MVP is, is, and I know you know no one's wanted it from the losing team since Jerry West a thousand years ago, but if you're going to say it's for the player who had the biggest series, I thought LeBron from start to finish had the biggest series, and so I you know I'm I'm fine with that. Uh, the the seven people who voted for Iguodala, you know, um, should they have voted for Curry instead? Because even if Iguodala had the impact that he had, Curry is the one who's the driving force of that team. That's a fair argument, and it's certainly one that Warriors fans have been making for years now. And then, of course, you know the other two championships, it's after Durant comes on board. Durant was clearly the finals MVP in those other two. But Steph has been back-to-back MVP in the regular season, first-ever unanimous MVP in the regular season. He's done everything else you could possibly do. Like, I don't think he needs finals MVP for any reason. Is it a weird you know, uh, absence on his resume, I, I guess, but I, I don't think it's that critical given everything else that he has done in his career. And we'll see if the Warriors can win this championship. I, I think there's no question he'll end up being MVP if they win it. Um, so maybe we won't be having this discussion again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, right. And, and I will say, uh, to be fair, like in, in kind of one of the points that I got out of your article, which again, you can read at SI.com, is that his greatness is kind of like a hockey assist. Just him being on the the court kind of impacts everyone else and makes everyone else better. And I know we're short for time, so a couple more questions before we get you out of here. Uh, One thing I wanted to ask you is, so Draymond Green, after the game, his post-game comments about the Celtics and, you know, the mature standpoint of they've been there before and them talking about, look, the, the Celtics shot lights out from three. But at the same time, Jason Tatum also had a three for 17 game. So do you kind of think moving on in the series that yes, if the Celtics and the rest of these guys don't shoot as good, it's kind of going to average out where Jason Tatum is going to give you a better offensive uh, output. Hard to say. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, you learn after covering, you know, a lot of these finals and a lot of postseasons in general is that every game is its own it's its own entity it's its own animal and none of these like there's sometimes things carry through and sometimes they don't and with what seems like a trend for one game is, is, is does not make a difference the next game i would expect that the celtics probably won't shoot as well from three to your point i would expect that jason tatum won't shoot or perform as poorly as he did in game one to your point and maybe those things offset each other and for the celtics it's it still ends up in, an, in another win in game two but, you know, nothing's ever that simple. Um, right. Teams make adjustments. Uh, you know, guys get hot, guys cool off, somebody else gets hot. Who knows? Um, I think from the Celtics standpoint, obviously they have to be happy with every aspect of it. That They could win a game on the road, in game one, in fact, and come back from 12 down in the fourth quarter to win it with hot shooting. And despite their best player not having a good game, I think they're beyond thrilled with that. Um, Ime Odoka's job now is to make sure they're not too thrilled with that and that they don't let up in game two because the only thing better than, you know, getting that one hole lead would be, of course, to steal two and then go back to Boston. So, but, you know, look, I, I think everybody would expect, you know, amongst the, the commentariat that, uh, you know, the Warriors will come back with a strong game two, that they won't allow that to happen again. Um, they played pretty well overall. Uh, they had obviously some, some untimely glitches. And, you know, turnovers came back to haunt them as they've often done, especially in that fourth quarter. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it unfolds in game two. And then, Howard, our last question here, and probably much of 
much importance here to all of us here in Las Vegas. Uh, to be honest, my career. Uh, Adam Silver yesterday asked was asked about the league expansion. You know, specifically the rumors about Seattle and Las Vegas in 2024. Uh, he said they weren't true. He said it's not being discussed at all. To me, I find it extremely hard to believe, but obviously I might be a tad biased being here in Vegas. But how do you see the future uh, playing out? I think the NBA certainly is intrigued by Vegas. I think the NBA certainly would love to be back in Seattle, and certainly there's a logic to the idea that they could, could be or should be in both of those cities. But I thought Adam said something really important at his press conference which is something that I have myself have been saying for years, and I did not think that anybody at the league office shared my view of this, but it was interesting to hear that Adam, in fact, has this same uh, sense of it, which is that for all the talent around the world and for all the growth of the game, the fact is the guys who make the biggest difference in this game are those top 10, top 15 players, and you can add two teams and 30 more players, and yeah, they'll be high-quality players, but they're not going to be Kevin Durant and LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, Steph Curry. They're going to be a bunch of really solid role guys. And it doesn't matter. You know, you could, you could get tons of those guys into the league. It's fine. But the game is driven by, and season or uh, ticket sales are driven by yeah. the superstars and the all-stars. And he did say, and I'm, 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 I'm kind of giving you my version of it, but what Adam said was basically – he does worry about the dilution of talent, that if you're going to add two teams, I'm, he worries about the dilution of talent. And I think that should be the NBA's biggest concern. There's a, a huge lucrative you know, uh, aspect to this. If you add two teams and the, the, the fees you're going to be able to charge those new ownership groups to come into the league are split between all the existing teams and they'll make a, a bundle up front. But now you've also got to uh, divide the revenues between 32 teams instead of 30 you know, going, going into the future. And so there's that aspect too, but he said, he talked about dilution of talent, which I thought was really interesting because it means that his basketball people have been telling him, look, if we do this, there will be a hit to the product. Some of these teams, you know, there's already teams every year that just don't have anybody to hang a hat on. Yeah. Now you're going to add two of them. So uh, I think it, I, 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 I personally do not think the NBA should expand. I think if they want to get to Seattle or Vegas, move teams that are underperforming somewhere else. There it is. I guess Summer League is all we're going to get, Vegas. All right. Um, Howard, thank you for the time. Uh, once again, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, his his story on Steph Curry, one of the best that's been done throughout Steph's career. Um, you can check it out. It's called One of One SI.com. He's also the co-host of the Crossover Pod and an analyst for Sirius XM NBA Radio. Howard, as always, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nothing but good vibes, man. That NBA playoff preview, of course. Game two, NBA Finals, Warriors, Celtics in San Francisco at the Chase Center tomorrow night. So we're getting you ready for it. And once again, one more time, shout out to Howard Beck uh, for coming on. One of the best in the business from Sports Illustrated. His podcast, Crossover Pod, is phenomenal. And also, Sirius XM NBA Radio and his story on Steph Curry, one of one. You can go check that out now. It just dropped earlier this week. A phenomenal read. SI.com. It's called One of One. And from Howard Beck, we head over to the four-letter network. Yes, ESPN from shows like Around the Horn and his new book, Biggie and the World That Made Him. Shout out to the Notorious B.I.G. I'm talking about Justin Tinsley. Yes, that man that I'm pretty sure you've seen if you've heard about Around the Horn on ESPN. We did a full interview with him about his book, and then at the end, we got into the NBA. So if you want to listen to the full interview, be sure, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, check through the Playmakers feed. It's there. It's available, and I hope you enjoy. And here's the tail end of that interview where we really get into the NBA. Justin Tinsley, Adrian Hernandez at NBA Playoff Preview, 1140 The Bet. Enjoy. We love to see it, and it's good for you to get your roses. Uh, you know, while everything's happening and, and as it's going on, because this book, like you just said, it's been out for a couple weeks. I'm going to say it again. You could go get it now wherever you get your books. Um, it was all a dream, Biggie and the world that made him. 
And uh, I don't want to make my boss mad. So here's the uh, – nah, I feel just yeah, let's bad. Talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about the playoffs, although these blowouts are kind of uh, – they're killing my vibe. Um, but I need yeah. to ask you, I'm born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Right. And I'm a, I'm a diehard Cavs fan. I was, I was at the Gundarina when, when it was Darius Miles and Dejon Wagner for five bucks. And then yep. we fast forward to 2015, 2016. I'm using my Pell Grant as I'm going to school in Florida to fly back for the finals and stuff. So I'm heavily invested in, in Cleveland and yep. my Cavaliers in particular. So with that being said, do I need to kind of, you know, give up my hate? And my rivalry with the Warriors because it's been so long, or do do I still keep it alive? I mean, look, I I, I am not going to sit here and tell you what to do with your fandom, but it, put it this way: if I'm a Cavs fan, and you know, I I, I that that 2016 Finals will always be one of the craziest sporting like series that I've ever seen in my life. Most important NBA point. championship of all time, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was crazy, and I, like I, LeBron is my favorite player, and so that's another conversation for another time. But if I'm a Cavs fan, and I and and the way it looks right now, you know, crazier things have happened. Is like you said, it looks like it's going to be Warriors Celtics. I would rather see the Warriors win than the Celtics, just because the the history between the. Especially the, Le, Le, uh, the LeBron-related history between the Cavs and the Celtics. Like, that runs deep. But here's the thing, and I don't yeah. mean to cut you off. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Boston fans in general, like in person, right, in person, they're very annoying, and there's a lot of them. And just watching their games, their home games, make me just very uncomfortable for reasons that we don't have to get into. But then the I Warriors understand. on the flip side, granted, I'm here in Vegas, and like it's either you're either a Warriors or a Lakers fan for the most part out here. But the Warriors, you know, they ain't as braggadocious in person. But on Twitter, they're just as loud. Warriors Twitter is is a little too much. So this is why it's so difficult for me. (laughs) Like, it's – I thought – the crazy thing is I picked Miami in in six, which obviously is not going to happen now. Uh, The the best that can happen is Miami in seven. But – it will be fascinating to see if that actually is the finals, right? If it actually is Golden State Boston, and you know the the, the fan base is not withstanding. You just talk about the actual teams. It will be interesting to see if Boston's defense can control Golden State's offense, and by that I mean like Golden State has always been, at least for the last decade, has been like an an, an offensive juggernaut, right? Hundred percent free flowing iterations and fashions. Whether it was just the young. Steph Clay and Draymond, and then they added uh, KD, and then now it's kind of like this current version where they, they're getting the best out of Andrew Wiggins. Like Jordan Poole is playing his way into a huge contract. Yeah, Minga is a great asset off the bench. Like they they're deep now. They're deeper now than they've ever been. And to the fact where like Andre Iguodala doesn't even have to play anymore. So it will be interesting to see if that if that Boston defense, which is which is everything it is built to be, if they can put enough bodies on enough shooters because what I think Boston, what I think Golden State would do, and they, and this is if it's the finals, I'm not guaranteeing, well, I'm, nobody's ever come back from 03, and I, I don't think Dallas is going to come back from 03 on this Mavs team, on this uh, on this uh, uh, Warriors team. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Draymond on Jason Tatum or would they put uh, Wiggins on, on Jason Tatum? Because Wiggins is guarding uh, Luka at this point. Now, granted, Luka is still getting his points, but he's having to work for him. So it, it, if you're a Cavs fan, that's probably the worst That's the worst possible finals. Um, it really is, man. Will, from, <laughs> from an X's and O's standpoint, it's actually quite fascinating. No, 100%. I think Ime Udoka is, is a great coach. Uh, I think he's done an incredible, incredible job with this team. Uh, Jason Tatum is making that turn, and it's crazy to believe that Jason Tatum is already a veteran in the NBA, and he's only what twenty four. Yeah, he's been uh, in the league for six, seven years already. <laughs> yeah, he's been in the league for so long. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I I hate to break it to you, but it's really looking like that's going to be the finals. It, it, Miami could win these next two games, but the thing the thing with Miami is they need scoring 
when Jimmy Butler can't provide that for him. And, uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, I know, he's, I know he's been battling injuries. He hasn't really provided that scoring punch. Uh, Bam had a great, what was that, game? Just game three, that's it. <laughs> yeah, game three, yeah. He had a great game three. You know, and uh, Jimmy Butler, I believe, is built for the moment. But I know he's battling injuries and he's trying. But uh, I will say this. I will say this. And I don't know anything. I don't have no insight about anything. At least not on this. I do have insight, but just not on this. Uh, You saw Joel Embiid on Twitter last night, right? Uh, Yes, I did. And you saw what he said. Like, Miami needs another star. You don't think he's going to be the one to move? Nah, you know, look, I'm not saying anything, but that Philadelphia, and I and I said this on around the horn, especially once Philly burned out the way that they did in that second round. <gasps> they're gonna. Have, I thought the Lakers are gonna have the most interesting off season in the NBA. It might be Philly, bro. It might be Philly because. I don't see how Joel and B can be happy in the situation that he is right now. Like, this dude, for one, I don't know how he made second-team All-NBA, which is wild to me, and he led the league in scoring. But, you know, his prime years are being wasted right there. And you got to – like, if we're if we're feeling like this, and I'm not – I have no connection to Joel Embiid whatsoever, but it'll be really interesting to see how they win his confidence back because his confidence in that organization – can't be like a hundred percent right now, and it, it never is like when you lose in that fashion. But like he carried that team through an incredible season where it was just storyline after storyline after storyline, and then the James Harden trade it just did not work out in the way that they thought it would. But like, is Philly going to offer James Harden a max contract? I hope really not. Pay, <laughs> do you really want to pay a thirty-seven-year-old James Harden? 60 million in the 26 27 season? I yeah. Mean, do you? I mean, but if you don't, then you know, who are you going to get for Joel and B? Like you're you He's in the prime of his career right now. And he and you saw what Jimmy Butler said after they beat Philly in in that second round. He was like, "I miss playing with Joel. I miss him." Like he's like, "I love Miami, but I I do miss him." Like they love they, they there's a deep respect there. Look, I don't know anything about anything, but this is the NBA, man. Crazier things have happened. Well, and also, and you bring it up, and and you know, it's Pat Riley. If someone's gonna finesse it, yeah, and make it possible, man, look, it's Pat. Yeah, Pat, especially now that you know Pat's getting older, so Pat's always swinging for the fences because he doesn't know how many times, you know, how many more at bats he has. Although I didn't yeah. think ever that Joel would be the one to leave, but that may, like you just said, it's the NBA. And I've been, people have been talking to me crazy around here and not that, you know, it does sound a little bit crazy, but I was like, I'm not, I will not be surprised within the next two years if Jimmy Butler's not on Miami. Uh, Part of that is I think Pat Riley will swing for the fence if he feels like there's a different player. And, you know, obviously they had that squabble with Spolstra towards the end of the season. But I just think that Miami's kind of cutthroat. And, you know, Jimmy runs into problems, and Eric Spolster is very rigid, and some people don't like that rigidity and things like that. And, you know, people call me nuts, and we'll see. But Joel to Miami, that sounds crazy, but it is possible. So I give you credit for that. Uh, and I'm going to keep my eye out on that because that that actually that might be a solution, and Pat Riley's crazy enough to try it. Um, my last question before we get you out of here, and I did not expect for us to talk for damn near 50 minutes. This is about to become a podcast on its own. I love to, right, exactly. I love to hear it. Uh, and again, Justin, thank you so much for the time. Uh, my final question is around the horn, right? So when you guys are doing it, how do you keep track or do you keep track? Like I'm a huge wrestling fan, so you might break some news to me, but how do you keep track of the scoring and everyone else and everything? Like, How does that work? Well, see, the, the, the scoring is all up to Tony Reality. So when people are asking me, like, what is, you know, what's the scoring metric system there? The scoring metric system is Tony Reale. And it's it's just whatever he feels like uh, yeah, but who th- made the best points on a certain topic. But you're asking me, do I keep up with everybody else's points? Well, no, I'm saying, like, do you, when you're doing your, like, do you see your points going up as you're talking? Or can you keep track okay, of everyone yeah, else? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, 
it's it's really me sitting in a room by myself looking at like a, a teleprompter or a screen. Yeah. And it's, so like what you Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. See on TV is really like what I see when you see the four boxes with the four faces, and um, sometimes it'll be just me on there talking or a, a solo a solo shot, or maybe it's like a side by side. So like whatever you see on TV is what I see on my screen when I'm talking. So I'm very aware of you know who's in the lead and who got what who 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 made what point at certain times. So like yeah, that that uh that I'm very well aware of. All right, that is that is good to know. You see, see when you are one of the most iconic sports shows ever, you know, try to get a little bit of insight. Uh, but one more time, Justin Tinsley, thank you so much for joining us, uh, senior sports and culture writer at ESPN. We just talked about it. You can see him on Around the Horn. Uh, go check out his new book that I'm about to order from Amazon right now as we speak. It was all a dream, Biggie and the world that made him. And be sure to follow him on uh, Twitter as well at Justin Tinsley. Justin, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Appreciate y'all for having me on, man. I thoroughly enjoyed this convo. Just a few more moments between me, my voice, and your ears here in the NBA Playoff Preview. 11.40, the bet. Las Vegas, Adrian Hernandez here before we get out of here. Of course, special thanks to Sports Illustrated's lead senior writer for the NBA, one of the best in the business, Howard Beck. Thank you to ESPN and Around the Horn for letting us talk to Justin Tinsley, one of the best authors in the game, by the way. His new book on Biggie is absolutely spectacular. Uh, Before we get out of here, I would like to remind you, be sure to follow me on Twitter at AdrianRadio93 and at the Bet Las Vegas to keep in touch with us. And last week, we talked at length about the horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas at the elementary school and the 19 students, the 19 children, the kids that were killed, the teachers that were lost. And we talked at length because some things are bigger than basketball. I just want to let you guys know we'll be talking to you next Saturday, which will be June 11th, hours before March for Our Lives, which is a a March that started from the kids who survived the Parkland shooting a few years ago to simply put March for their lives. That's why it's called that. And luckily, there'll be protests and marches all throughout the country here in Las Vegas. It's going to start at 10 a.m. at the Smith Center for Performing Arts. I believe that's at Symphony Park Avenue near downtown. You can sign up. It's for free. MarchForOurLives.com. We hope to see you there. Me, Lindsey Brown from The Playmakers, We'll be there next weekend, but you can hear from us Monday afternoon, Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. with the Playmakers. And, yeah, some things, it's a little uncomfortable, but let's be honest, things need to change. And since Uvalde, there's been 20 mass shootings. So some things are bigger than sports. We'll talk to y'all on Monday. We'll hear from you with the, uh, it might be the final NBA playoff preview. Who knows? Next Saturday. Be safe this weekend and enjoy. It's 1140 The Bet Las Vegas. Peace.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.